Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, InfoWars.com, Band.video. Where you can find us, share our links. Of course, our support comes from InfoWarsStore.com. We have a lot of stuff to talk about on this Wednesday edition of The War Room. Elections last night. Some going well, some going not so well. We'll talk about what has led to all of those results, including a prediction I'd made not too long ago and an explanation as to how and why Republicans lose on abortion. It's not actually that complicated. Justicereport.news, Republicans dealt sweeping defeats in Tuesday's special U.S. elections. Not particularly good for Republicans. And as New York Times reports, abortion rights fuel big Democratic wins and hopes for 2024. So we'll get into what what that means exactly. Some interesting developments in the Israel slash World War Three front, as well as on in Ukraine, which it really seems like seems like if anything, the Biden administration is taking the distraction of the Israel Gaza conflict as a wonderful time to quietly divest ourselves from Ukraine. Without making too big of a deal about it, Gaza is uh, on the edge. Uh, Israel is apparently making pretty, pretty big claims in Gaza City. Also, a very interesting report from HonestReporting.com: Photographers Without Borders, AP, and Reuters pictures of Hamas atrocities raise ethical questions. In other words, it appears as though mainstream news outlet photographers were embedded with Hamas during the October 7th attack, which is extremely interesting, extremely strange, I guess you could say. Massive chemical plant has exploded in Shepard, Texas, just north of Houston. Incredible images coming out there, and it's just a, oh, it's just another power plant exploding, just another industrial site inexplicably bursting into flames. We should be used to it by now. Of course, we're asking the question, why does this keep happening? Because like so much in this crazy world we live in, it it doesn't matter whether it's incompetence or evil. The outcome is the same. Is it that we just literally can't keep these high-functioning systems running anymore? Or... Are we being sabotaged? Are there enemy agents inside the United States carrying out orders to destroy things? And are those attacks being covered up by our own government who'd rather not have the bad press of knowing that their open border policies are leading to total destruction of our infrastructure? At a certain point, it doesn't even matter. And, you know, there was a time earlier this year, maybe it was last year, is whenever there was a, a really incredible 
string of explosions at petroleum processing plants and food processing plants. I started thinking, is this is this just you know a mental thing? Like since we're looking for them, we see it a lot. So Wikipedia has these lists where you can go through and see all of the events of an entire year or of an entire day. It's the big news stories, and you realize that. There are insane disasters every single day, chemical plants exploding, planes crashing. You don't even hear about them because they all mostly happen in the third world, but they're happening constantly. The Congo, just like fair warning, don't ever get on a plane in the Congo. It's going to crash. It's, it's crazy. And that's where America will soon be. I mean, a industrial plant exploding, very rare here in America. In India, eh, not so rare. Not so rare. And so well, that's just where... Entering into that mode, that'll be us. So just get used to it. Just get used to the billowing columns of smoke, to the sirens going off, not being able to breathe the air or trust your pilot. We're becoming a third world nation. All right, folks, this is The War Room, InfoWars.com, Band.Video. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We'll be joined in the third hour today by Mark Dice. He'll be opening up the phone lines for your calls in the second hour. We'll be dealing with the results of last night's election, as well as some truly bizarre occurrences in both Israel and Ukraine. Some of these headlines you would not believe. Honestly, it's... Some of them are like jokes. It's like you don't believe them at first. I mean, should I just I'll just tease one? <laughs> I mean, some of these are crazy, folks. First of all, you've got yeah people, uh, photographers from mainstream media, apparently embedded with Hamas on October seventh. Uh, uh, ISIS has made an appearance once again. Wow, what a coincidence, right? Oh, what a what a strange coincidence that ISIS, after having been laid dormant for the last several years. This happens to crop up and start attacking Israel's enemies. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Isn't that strange? Isn't that bizarre? Uh, U.S. Army is clear, clearly getting ready to uh, launch us into a third world war. I don't see the headline here that I'm looking for. It's okay. I, I remember it, but I don't know if it uh, got printed out or not. Folks, it's a very tragic story. Yesterday, the Prime Minister of Israel, Bibi Netanyahu's psychiatrist killed himself. So that happened. Here's the story. Israeli Prime Minister's psychiatrist commits suicide. Dr. Moshe Yatam, a renowned Israeli psychiatrist celebrated for his work in curing severe mental illness, was discovered dead in his Tel Aviv home. The tragedy, marked by a self-inflicted gunshot wound, was accompanied by a devastating suicide note that implicated Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as the source of Yatam's despair. Okay, so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll, we'll try to figure out what the hell that means. I mean, seriously, it's like it's like an episode of Seinfeld or something. I, it's how how bad do you have to be for your psychiatrist to commit suicide because of you? It's uh, oof. boy, oh boy, 
we'll get into it. We'll get into all of that. But of course, the big stories across the nation today are about the results of the elections, special elections in various places. JusticeReport.news has the story. Republicans dealt sweeping defeats in Tuesday's special U.S. elections. Republicans were dealt a series of defeats in Tuesday's special elections despite the declining popularity of Democrat President Joe Biden. Earlier this week, the results of a new New York Times-Siena poll were released that showed former Republican President Trump leading over President Biden in five out of six battleground states and a generic Republican candidate leading in all six battleground states by an even wider margin. Those polled in these states believe Trump would do a better job on the issue of the economy and immigration, while Biden would do a better job on the issue of abortion and, quote, democracy. Whatever that means, uh, whatever that could possibly mean, who knows? I, I mean, they have actually implanted in people's heads that if a Republican gets elected into Congress, it is somehow a threat to our system of government. I mean, it's the Russiagate lies about Trump mixed with the January 6th lies mixed with continual stream of misinformation about the people that just just want our country to function just want to live in a place where we're safe and not having half or more of our income stolen from us to fund wars overseas it's just we're the extremists I guess we're just the extremists but uh, none of this came out last night And I think these pictures really let you know why. As New York Times reports, abortion rights fuel big Democratic wins and hopes for 2024. Election results from Tuesday showed the Democrats, independents, and even some moderate Republicans can coalesce around the issue. Democrats won decisive victories in major races across the country on Tuesday evening, overcoming a downward pull of an unpopular president, lingering inflation, and growing global unrest by relying on abortion. The issue that has emerged as their failsafe since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year. Saw somebody on Twitter uh, put it pretty well. They were like, you know, I guess, I guess the the women in this country, although it's you know, Democratic men too, they would just they would rather deal with World War III and a collapsing economy and inflation making it impossible to keep your head above water financially. They would rather deal with division and death and misery and chaos and poverty and open borders as long as they get to kill their unborn children. That's the supreme thing for them, I guess. Sort of horrifying. I mean, it really is shocking. But you can't just ignore this and you can't just cast this off as sort of in the way I just did, right? Like It's a facetious way of, of doing it. But the reality is that you have to be able to empathize with these people even if you don't agree with them. You have to be able to consider the world from their perspective even if it is a perspective that is straight from hell. You, you, these are still people that vote. They still turn elections on this topic alone. And if you look at the pictures of the results, such as this one from Associated Press, female voters in favor of abortion, right, uh, abortion rights cheer at a watch party on election night, they are like weeping – They are crying. They are on their knees or jumping up and down. This is emotional to them. This is like – to them, this is a major victory because you have to understand they have been sold a worldview where opposition to abortion 
doesn't mean that you just want people to be safe and whatever. It's like to them, this is a right that they have that's being taken away from them. And so you can imagine what it would be like, how you would feel if there was some you know, major Second Amendment repeal on the ballot that you voted against and defeated because you have a right to own a gun and the Democrats are trying to take that away. That's how they feel about abortion. And I don't, I don't know exactly you know, how we move forward in, uh, in this regard, but it's just an extremely, extremely powerful motivator for people because nine times out of ten, the stuff they're voting on, they don't understand and they don't have the capability or willingness or indoctrination to comprehend how you know this thing this affects their life. I mean again, think about it. How many videos have we seen? TikTok videos of like young women just literally weeping being like I can't afford anything, you know, just showing their budget and being like I'm left with $75 at the end of the month and all I've budgeted is food and rent. Like, what the hell? This is impossible. And if if Republicans cannot make the case that voting for Democrats makes your life tangibly worse, noticeably worse, from crime on the streets to immigrants moving in by the busload to your neighborhood while you're just trying to you know, make ends meet, If you can't appeal on a personal level, you lose elections, and it's as simple as that. Republicans talk a lot about whatever, like the free – I don't even know what – I mean what what, what is even the – bombing Israel. I'm sorry, uh, bombing Gaza on behalf of Israel. Like that's that's what our main concern is at this point. I was looking it up yesterday because we we had a video. We didn't even go to it, but it's uh, Mike Johnson announcing – you know, aid for Israel, unrelenting support for Israel, and also censuring Rashida Tlaib for not supporting Israel. And I was just looking into it. I was like, all right, this guy's been speaker for, what, a week, two weeks? What has he actually done that's not specifically and exclusively for the foreign state of Israel? And there's nothing. They've, tr- they've tried to do nothing. They've done nothing. They focused all of their energy on, you know, this foreign state. So why would anybody vote for Republicans? I mean, what is the point? Why would they vote for them? To these people, it's a very simple thing. They're like, oh, if I vote for Democrats, I get to smoke weed. And if I get pregnant, I don't have to, you know, ruin my life by having a baby. Again, that's you have you have to see this from their perspective and understand the emotional weight that this carries. If you don't at least understand and respect that, we're just going to keep losing. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get Three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. 
All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, folks. I don't know. Maybe we need to take phone calls on this because I don't really know what to do about the abortion issue. Obviously, I'm anti-abortion, but I'm also a realist, and I just have to contend with you know the reality of the situation. And the reality is that nothing that the Republicans done have done anything to actually limit abortions. But it has given just endless kindling to the Democratic fire. That should be the big takeaway from yesterday is that without abortion as a topic, we may have had totally different results. And I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, think about it. You know, this was all kicked off as the New York Times, everybody who's reporting on this notes. It all has to do, it all was kicked off really with the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade last year. Now, I've seen some stats saying that, you know, abortions have been prevented. In other words, the Supreme Court decision didn't actually make abortion illegal. It just said the states can decide. Some states decided to expand abortion, other states decided to largely eliminate it. And you can look at a place that did eliminate it, like Texas or some of the others, and see that, okay, last year they had this many abortions, and this year they had this many, and you know, it was a massive drop. So you can say that was preventing abortions, except that the number of abortions in the surrounding states went up a lot. So you're not actually preventing abortions. You're just making it slightly more inconvenient, which fine if that's, that's the way we want to go. I just wonder if it's worth – losing every election so we can make it a little bit less convenient to have abortions. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to this is. And it seems a little bit to me, maybe this is a strange parallel to draw, and I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. I haven't, I'm not reading from a prepared statement or anything, but to me, the problem with abortion starts way, way before the abortion occurs, right? It's really a symptom of a lack of morality, a lack of 
people actually valuing the right things in life, just basically irresponsibility overall. Yeah, so there's a story from uh, KXAN. Number of abortions in Texas dropped 99.5% in the months after Roe vs. Wade was overturned. So they claim something like 17,000 were prevented, which if so, wonderful. But you could literally drive like a couple hours in any direction and get an abortion. So I, I wonder how many people were just like, gee, I could drive somewhere else or give birth to this baby. I better just give – I mean they're going to choose to – again, it just, it just makes it a little less convenient. And this is basically the one topic that Democrats actually ran on because they can't run on anything else because Republicans have them over the fire on every other topic. So it's bad. It's like it's not a a healthy society that it's willing to vote for abortion over the economy and World War III and the border and all this other stuff. But for better or for worse, these people vote. From the New York Times, Democrats put abortion rights at the center of their campaigns, spending tens of millions of dollars on ads highlighting Republican support for abortion bans. Tens of millions of dollars on ads, specifically telling young women, Republicans want to force you to have babies. They want to force you to give birth. They want to take away your rights. And enslave you for the rest of your life to being a mother because you made one tiny mistake one night. Again, that's the message that they're getting, and it's a powerful one, and it's an effective one for a huge amount of the voting public who are activated against this and who feel an emotional pull to it. I mean, they're being manipulated. They're, they're, I mean, you can see the, the pictures and the videos of these people celebrating. They're not exactly the primary candidates for one night stands but that it doesn't like it doesn't matter to them this is like they're standing up against the patriarchy they're defeating it and all they have to do is vote and so what if they have to vote for democrats who are going to destroy the economy and all this other stuff they'll do it because they've been given this impetus of a, a righteous crusade in their eyes and unless republicans can convincingly make the opposite argument which again re- requires going back to like foundational values in the first place and that's the thing sorry i got distracted but what i was going to say was that it's almost an inverse sort of thing as to what the democrats do with wanting to let criminals out of prison where it's like that's not that's not the solution to the crime problem you don't just get rid of prosecutors who to prosecute criminals because the crime rates are so high. The crime rates are so high because of the broken families, because of the uh, lack of morality, because of the lack of options, because of the lack of education, because of the, you know, diversity requirements that, uh, you know, means that people get ahead without actually having to achieve anything. And then they fail when it gets too hard. I mean, there are so many things that contribute to the high crime rate, but to them, they just see the high crime rate and say, well, let's just stop sending them to prison. And I, I don't know. Hopefully, people understand what I'm what I'm trying to say here. Because when it comes to abortion, it's like it's a lot of the same things. It's like 
Does getting married matter, matter to you? Does human life matter to you? Do the consequences of your actions matter to you? Are you the type of person that would be so irresponsible with such an important thing that would put yourself in this type of situation? There's so many other things that we have to fix that contribute to the abortion phenomenon that just trying to do the, the goal line defense of making abortions illegal seems counterproductive. Again, I don't know, I don't know what else we do. But you can't just close your eyes to the reality when we lose everything by pursuing the course that we are in on are on now. Democratic Governor of Kentucky Andy Bashir won a second term after repeatedly criticizing his Republican opponent for initially backing a state abortion ban that contains no exceptions for rape or incest. That would be one thing for me. Why? Why give the ammo to the Democrats by explicitly banning abortions for rape and incest? It's like 0.01% of abortions. Can you not give up that 0.01% in the understanding that if you do that, you are giving the Democrats all of the ammunition that they need to paint you as a brutal, heartless victimizer of people who have already been victims of rape or incest. And this was the thing I, I complained about because it was when all of this abortion stuff got kicked up again because of the Supreme Court, you had people like Lindsey Graham specifically putting bills forward. And he was just like, yeah, I'm putting a bill and it explicitly says if you're raped or your child is the product of incest, you have to give birth. And it's like, this bill's never going to pass. It's never going to go anywhere. So the only reason you would put this out there is to provide ammo to the Democrats to paint you as all of the worst things ever. So I don't know how we deal with this. So we'll take your calls on it. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption into the body, through your blood vessels, and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. Infowars.com forward slash show. The outpost on the front lines of the information battlefield. War Room with Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. I don't want to spend the whole time on, on abortion. We have a lot of other stuff to talk about, but th- this is the big takeaway from last night's election. I'm not the only one seeing that. J.D. Vance, a senator from Ohio, right, where Ohio was like the ground zero of this major swing and sort of the perfect example of, of 
what I'm trying to express here. In other places, places like New York, Republicans actually won quite a few races. Republicans rack up election night wins across New York. That's the headline from Just the News. And it's in places where abortion is not either on the ballot or a major topic of discussion. Where Republicans won is where the top priorities included things like reducing crime and improving the quality of life. Like basic things, normal things. Republicans can win on quality of life. We can win on the economy. We have so much evidence in just the last three years of the economic devastation that Democratic policies impose on the entire country, on World War III and you know foreign issues, on immigration. Republicans have it in the bag. I mean it's, it's teed up and ready to hit a home run. But it all gets thrown out the window with this one wedge issue of abortion. And I get that I'm sure most of the people listening to me right now feel like I do, that abortion is an egregious sin. It is literally the mass murder of babies that takes place under legal cover and is used to sell body parts. I mean that's why they want to do the nine-month Abortions, because the longer the baby develops, the more valuable it is, and it can be sold for medical reasons. I mean, it's horrifying and disgusting. So the question is, how do you lower the number of abortions? Or how do you eliminate the number of abortions? Again, maybe a different thing to compare this to would be something like gun control, where we as Second Amendment supporters understand that you're not going to stop violent crime and you're not going to stop gun crime by taking guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens because the thing that causes gun crime is not the gun. It's everything that comes before that. Well, I'd say the thing that causes abortion is not the abortion. It's all of the stuff that comes before that. And so just like we understand it's not effective to just say, well, just ban the guns. I don't know if it's effective just say, well, just ban the abortions because unless you're going to do it Nationwide, which seems completely impossible if the results from last night are are any hint, uh, then you're talking about doing it by state. And if you if every other state is pro-abortion, then you're not limiting abortions at all. You're really not. But what if? You know, what are the contributing factors to abortion? What are the things that cause abortion to be higher in some places? And lower in others. I think a lot of it has to do with just quality of life in general. Uh, you know, hopes, plan. Like if you if you're on a good path and love the person that you're with, like you're so much less likely to to get an abortion. Like if we can win on all of those things, maybe that's the most effective way to fight abortion. Again, I don't know. I'll open up the the phone calls. I just. It's not that we're just not winning on abortion. It's that by taking such a hard line on abortion and by playing into the Democratic talking points about abortion, it's actually making it worse. That's the thing we need to understand. Ohio voters last night approved a radical amendment removing any limits on abortion as well as gender transition procedures, including on minors. So it's not that it's not that 
you know, this this abortion debate means that they get to keep abortion. It means that their abortion access is expanding because of the way that they can use abortion as a wedge issue, as an emotional issue, as an issue that gets people out to vote. The measure known as Issue 1 will also remove parental consent and notification requirements for minors who undergo procedures. So Ohio voters actually, you know, compelled by the threats against abortion by Republicans, they went out and voted against parental notifications for transgender children taking hormone blockers or other procedures. The amendment includes vague language about prohibiting any law that, quote, directly or indirectly would burden or interfere with reproductive decisions. Opponents of the measure argue it would also outlaw nearly any restrictions on abortion or other reproduction-related procedures, removing requirements for parental consent and parental notification, as well as protections for people who undergo the procedure, including requirements that qualified uh, physician perform them. So the results of the election from last night is not only that Democrats, you know, swept elections based on, you know, riding the wave of pro-abortion sentiment, but that they have greater access to abortion than ever before and more dangerous abortion than ever before and younger abortion than ever before. I mean, it's not a successful path that Republicans have chosen if your goal is to lower the number of abortions or to limit access to abortions. The path that Republicans have taken up to this point has had a reverse effect. So how do we deal with that? Again, I'm not the only one to, to say this. J.D. Vance posted a very long post on X about this, saying, for pro-lifers, last night was a gut punch, no sugarcoating it. Giving up on the unborn is not an option. It's politically dumb and morally repugnant. Instead, we need to understand why we lost this battle so we can win the war. I was very involved in the no campaign for issue one, the issue we just laid out. So let me share a few insights. First, we got creamed among voters who disliked both issue one and Ohio's current law, the heartbeat bill. We saw this consistently in polling and in conversations. Quote, I don't like issue one, but I'd rather have that extreme than the other extreme. This is a political fact, not my opinion. Second, we have to recognize how much voters mistrust us, meaning elected Republicans, on this issue. Having an unplanned pregnancy is scary. Best case, you're looking at social scorn and thousands of dollars of unexpected medical bills. We need people to see us as the pro-life party, not just the anti-abortion party. Third, as Donald Trump said, you've got to have the exceptions. I'm as pro-life as anyone, and I want to save as many babies as possible. This is not about moral legitimacy, but political reality. I've seen dozens of good polls on the abortion question in the last few months, many of them done in Ohio. Give people a choice between abortion restrictions very early in pregnancy with exceptions or the pro-choice position and the pro-life view has a fighting chance. Give people a heartbeat bill with no exceptions and it loses 65-35. The reason we didn't lose 65-35 last night is that some people who hate no exceptions restrictions will still refuse to vote for things like issue one. Fourth, we've spent much more time winning a legal argument on abortion that we've fallen behind on the moral argument. I've talked to so many decent people who voted yes on issue one, and the reasons varied. Some described themselves as pro-life but hated the lack of rape exception in Ohio law. Some were worried that the Ohio law would prevent them from addressing ectopic pregnancy or late-term miscarriage. Some didn't understand the viability standard in issue one and thought that, of course, you should be able to abort a non-viable pregnancy as that would be a danger to the mother. You can criticize the propaganda effort on the other side for lying to people about these issues or confusing the populace, but it suggests that we have to do a much better job of persuasion. And I'm not talking about 30-second TV commercials. I'm talking about sustained years-long effort to show the heart of the pro-life movement. 
Fifth, money. We got outspent big time on issue one and across the country. Republicans are almost always outspent by Democrats. uh, Relatedly, Democrats are better at turning out in off-year elections. The National Party should be focused on two and only two issues, how to juice turnout in off-year elections and how to close the finance gap with the Democrats. A lot of people put their heart and soul into this campaign. The local right-to-life organizations in Ohio, the Center for Christian Virtue, SBA, Governor DeWine, and so many others, I tip my hat to them. A lot of people are celebrating right now, and I don't care about that. I do care about the fact that because we lost, many innocent children will never have a chance to live their dreams. There's, there's something sociopathic about a political movement that tells young women and men that it's liberating to murder their own children. So let's keep fighting for our country's children and find a way to win. So there's a very uh, thoughtful response from J.D. Vance. And it's good to know I'm not the only one uh, seeing this as a major issue and seeing that this one topic and specifically the way that Republican, for lack of a better term, extremists on this topic – have set it up to a roadblock for any of our other positions. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWars Store and InfoWars Life not at a probiotic for more than three years? The answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics, it's something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund our operation a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff to discuss here. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls in the second hour. In the third hour, we'll be joined by Mark Dice, whose new book, The War on Conservatives, is topping charts on Amazon. Very excited to talk to him. One of the one of the all-time great info warriors out there. Some pretty some pretty shocking stories 
and we'll get to World War III here in just a second. But just, just some weird stuff going on, you guys. Shockwaves of emotion. Four current and former L.A. Sheriff Department employees die by suicide in a 24-hour span. That's disturbing, isn't it? The suicide deaths of four current and former Los Angeles Sheriff's Department employees over a 24-hour span have prompted a plea from Sheriff Sheriff Robert Luna urging deputies to check in on the well-being of their colleagues and friends. Saying we are stunned to learn of these deaths and it sent shockwaves of emotion throughout the department as we try to cope with the loss of not just one, but four beloved active and retired members of our department family, he said in an emailed statement during trying times like, these, it's important for personnel, regardless of rank or position, to check in on the well-being of our colleagues and friends. Folks, if you're a police officer that's feeling suicidal, get out of California. That would be my suggestion. That would be the first thing. They say they're unrelated to one another. But I think this is maybe worth looking into a little bit more. Because it seems like either... There's a very big issue in Los Angeles and California in general that you have these men in the police department who are saddled with unimaginable stress. And then as they risk their lives on a daily basis to keep the citizens of America safe, they're then demonized and hated by the media and leftists. Who control the media or maybe they were looking into stuff that somebody didn't want them looking into although it seems like it's the latter it seems like it's the first or the uh, the former it seems like it's the first option here observers say the suicides underscored a long-standing problem for law enforcement officers across Los Angeles as elsewhere in recent years studies have shown that more officers have died by suicide than the number killed in the line of duty. Officers also have a higher risk of suicide than the general population, a disparity that some researchers have attributed to the stresses of police work and heightened public scrutiny over recent high-profile law enforcement killings combined with their easy access to firearms. So just the, the leftist media landscape claims more victims in their soft overthrow of the American way. And if only, if you know, if only we lived in Canada, they wouldn't have to shoot themselves. They could just go to the hospital and be suicided, you know, by their doctor. Another disturbing consequence of, of leftist control in Ukraine, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, in the UK, in Britain. Vatican Hospital offers to treat critically ill baby denied life support in Britain. You know, the NHS, the pride of the Brits. I mean, they love their NHS. It does sometimes kill their babies, but they love it. They can't get enough of it. The Vatican's pediatric hospital has offered to treat an eight-month-old baby named Indy Gregory after a British court ruled that she be removed from life support against her parents' wishes. Gregory, who was born in February, suffers from a rare degenerative mitochondrial disease and has been receiving life-saving treatment on a ventilator at the Queen's Medical Center in Nottingham, England. After England's high court ruled it was the child's best interest to be taken off life support, 
Gregory's parents appealed to take her to Rome for treatment, an appeal that was denied by a British judge over the weekend. This is what opponents of socialized medicine warned about the entire time. You would have death panels. You would have courts of judges deciding that was in your baby's best interest if they unplugged the machine. And then even when you say, look, we don't need your help. We can go get help somewhere else. Somebody else in a different country is willing to help us. They overrule that and say, no, you have to stay here and we're going to kill your baby. Just horrifying. But it looks like the Italian uh, president, Giorgia Maloney, is doing everything she can to try to get this baby the help that she needs. God, just brutal. Brutal and horrifying, but that's the world we live in. Meanwhile, Gates' funded plan to vaccinate 86 million girls against HPV will, quote, unleash mass casualty event, critic warns. Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, is investing more than $600 million to reach its goal of vaccinating 86 million girls in low- and middle-income countries by 2025. The alliance is largely funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They claim the initiative will avert over 1.4 million future deaths. But how many will it actually cause? The Clinton Health Access Initiative also sits on the board of this Gavi organization, which is founded by the Gates Foundation, UNICEF, the World Bank, and the World Health Organization. But James Lyons-Wheeler, Ph.D., is a critic of the global HPV vaccine campaign, suggesting max vaccination will cause a devastating number of serious side effects among young girls, even though there's still no studies showing the HPV vaccine prevents cancer, despite claims of the contrary by vaccine makers and public health officials. And we'll get a little bit more into what Bill Gates has been up to recently a little bit later, because as we are all, you know, for good reason, distracted by what's going on in Israel and Gaza, the global government marches on. And just while we're talking about things around the world, who didn't see this coming? We've been covering the rise of right-wing parties in Europe over the last year or so. The Farmers Party in Netherlands, uh, Serbia, uh, basically everywhere except for Poland, which bizarrely went the other way. But just about everywhere in Europe, there's a massive upswing of right-wing political parties. Perhaps most of all in Germany with the AFD, Alternative for Deutschland Party. And they've gained a lot of popularity. In fact, they've just broken through and become the most popular party above some of the other more moderate parties. And so in response to their popularity, this so-called democracy has now classified them as an extremist organization, meaning that they'll be able to spy on them, shut down their activities, and overall gives Germany's intelligence agencies greater legal powers to investigate and prosecute the party and its members. Berlin classifies far-right AFD party in Saxony-Anhalt as extremist organization. Germany's Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution and Intelligence Agency tasked with monitoring anti-constitutional activities by the domestic right and left-wing extremists, as well as foreign organizations in Germany, classified the Regional Association of the Far-Right Alternative for Germany Party in the state of Saxony-Anhalt as an extremist group 
reported on November 7th, and now they'll be uh, spied on and acted against as extremists. Why? Because they got so popular. Because this is a democracy after all. In order to preserve democracy, you have to make illegal the more popular populist organizations. AFD is currently polling second nationwide, capturing 21% of voting preferences, first in the eastern states of uh, some of the eastern states of Germany. So they're making it illegal, and we can expect to see that type of activity uh, happen here. As we've laid out, you know, if you just look at the path forward for America, it seems pretty obvious what they're doing. They're setting it up to where you can vote Republican. You can vote for a Republican. It just makes you an extremist. You're a MAGA extremist, according to Joe Biden and his intelligence agency. So you can vote for him. It just means you'll go on a list and be spied on. And if you try to actually protest or do any activities on behalf of the party, uh, you'll be considered a domestic terrorist and may spend time in jail. But you can vote for him. I mean, we're not, it's a democracy after all. You're allowed to vote for whoever you want. Just, you know, be careful. That's the message that you're trying to send. And that's the way that they will capture uh, formerly free by the people for the people governments and turn it to control entirely by the intelligence agencies. We'll be back on the other side to talk about what's going on in Israel, Ukraine, and how it's spiraling out, taking your phone calls as well. Stay with us. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to keep us on the air and in the fight. InfoWarsStore.com. Right now, Ultra 12 is on massive discount. That is the incredibly powerful B12 supplement liquid tincture. 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And best of all, it keeps us on the air. A true 360 win. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com. Get Ultra 12 at 40% off. Finally. After close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it out of the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. All right, welcome back, folks. We are going to talk about World War III this hour. Take your calls as well. We'll be joined by Mark Dice in the third hour. But I want to start with this incredible exchange between Max Blumenthal of the Gray Zone and a spokesman for the military-industrial complex. Max Blumenthal asks, why did Blinken and Biden accuse nations like Russia of genocide and yet they refuse to use that language when it comes to Gaza and Israel? An incredible exchange. Let's watch. This is Max Blumenthal. In March 2021, Secretary Blinken accused China of the crime of genocide for its alleged treatment of the Uyghur minority, but he didn't accuse them of killing on any mass scale or force forcible transfer. 
Now we see with Israel's military assault on Gaza, something like one out of two, every 200 people in the Gaza Strip has been eliminated. Over 4,000 children killed. The Ministry of Intelligence, as Sam pointed out, in Israel has published a blueprint for the forced transfer of the entire Palestinian population to Egypt. We have the intent to commit genocide expressed at the highest level of the Israeli government, including Netanyahu himself referring to the Palestinian population as Amalek, the biblical Amalek. So I wonder, you know, when, you, when you're accusing one country of genocide without accusing them of mass killing, and then blocking ceasefires to enable another country's military assault. What metric are you using to determine genocide, or is this just political rhetoric? It's certainly not political rhetoric. Uh, the department, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, we have a rigorous process uh, in place for evaluating whether something constitutes as genocide or not. And that is true in any country that uh, that situation might be being looked at. Uh, that is not a term that we have assessed pertains to this current conflict. We are, of course, monitoring the evolving situation and are examining facts as they develop. Uh, this continues to be um, uh, an incredibly uh, challenging uh, and, and fraught situation, but it's also important to remember that Hamas bears responsibility for sparking this war. Uh, they have brought this tragic war uh, to Gaza. Okay, well, President Biden has accused the Russian government of genocide for its actions in Ukraine, where in two years it has killed as many civilians as Israel has killed in one month in the Gaza Strip. So how do you account for that disparity where you're assisting one country and accusing the other of genocide, when one the country you're assisting has systematically killed so many more people in one month. Those circumstances are totally and completely uh, not the same, and to make a comparison like that, candidly, is um, incredibly uh, uh, inappropriate. We have been, please don't, please don't interrupt me, we have been, uh, we have raised directly with uh, the Israeli government about the need to uh, distinguish between Hamas terrorists and uh, Palestinian civilians. Uh, this is something that the secretary has raised directly on his travels. He, uh, we even laid out that we believe that there are um, commitments that can be made additionally on dealing with protecting civilian life more effectively. Uh, and we're watching very closely to, to, to make sure that happens. But you've referred to Palestinian civilians as human shields. Doesn't that blur the distinction but between civilians and militants? I, I am not. We have not referred to Palestinian civilians as human shields. We have said that Hamas is using Palestinian civilians as human shields. That Wouldn't is that not be... that is not hyperbole. That is something that we have seen Hamas do as they continue to uh, integrate themselves into key civilian infrastructure across Gaza. Wouldn't that be blurring the distinction between civilians and combatants if you say Hamas is using civilians as human shields? Wouldn't that be in some ways justifying the killing of civilians because they happen to be we, in the we way are not in justifying, their homes. We are, there is no one in this administration that is justifying um, killing of civilians. Any civilian life loss uh, is incredibly troubling, heartbreaking to us. Any number above zero is deeply troubling to us. What we are doing is we are working with our Israeli partners to ensure that steps can be taken to minimize the impact on civilian life. And we also have uh, believe that there is a moral imperative, there is a strategic imperative to take steps to minimize uh, loss of civilian life. I'm going to work through, I've answered like four of your questions. Just worthless doublespeak, not even approaching an answer to the question.
The war room with Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. I really want to know what people think the solution to the abortion question is. How do we contend with the results from last night's election, which seems to point to Democratic victory achieved entirely on the back of their abortion propaganda? How do we deal with that? How do we disarm our enemies of their most potent weapon? Give us a call. The number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 Give us a call now at the War Room. We'll be taking your calls throughout this hour and maybe even into next hour, but we'll be joined by Mark Dice in the third hour. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in terms of the approaching World War III at this point. And this is a pretty incredible article. I'm tempted just to read the whole thing. you got to go read it for yourself. It's from ArabNews.com. America's indifference on Gaza creates a watershed moment in Arab-U.S. ties. It says no one knows how Israel's war on Gaza now in its second month will end or what the civilian death toll will be. But when the guns finally go silent, the dust settles, the Mideast, and indeed the rest of the world will wake up to a new reality. They say whatever happens to Hamas will mean little compared to the human cost already endured. More than 10,000 deaths, almost happening women and children, more than 25,000 injured. The level of destruction is beyond description, not seen anywhere since World War uh, II. Most of Gaza has been turned into a wasteland, and no one knows if Gazans will ever be allowed to return to their bombed-out homes and resume whatever is left of their miserable and tragic lives. But beyond the humanitarian fallout, which will linger for years, there will be multiple political accounts that will need to be settled. In the eye of the storm will be the future of U.S.-Arab ties and where the shaky alliance with the West will go from there. And they talk about Anthony Blinken's visit to Amman last week where he met with five key Arab leaders, including or in addition to the Palestinian Authority representative. And all of them called on America to use its influence in Israel to bring about a ceasefire. Now, we didn't even approach a ceasefire. I don't think I put the video in, but John Kirby today or yesterday answered a question about a ceasefire saying no it's not even we're not even going to entertain that idea because a ceasefire is something that you do at the end of a war that's why we're going with humanitarian pauses because that means you can start up the conflict right where you left off after you ostensibly deliver some water or whatever but the idea that a ceasefire lee will lead to the end of the conflict means it's unapproachable by the military powers despite the fact that that's what everybody is calling for. And again, they lay out just the, as you saw in that last segment, the skill with which American politicians and bureaucrats deploy nonsense doublespeak that says nothing. Blinken repeatedly rebuffed their calls and repeated the now overused statement that Israel has the right to defend itself and that any truce would favor Hamas. He pretended to sympathize with the Palestinian civilian losses, urging Israel to abide by the rules of war, whatever that means, and tossed the Arab world a bone, a commitment to a two-state solution. In short, the U.S. took Israel's side completely and ignored the pleas of its Arab allies. 
even though Blinken said he supported humanitarian pauses, none have come into effect so far. Because again, we're not in control of Israel. It's, it's embarrassing, actually, that we at least three or four times since this conflict began have had the president of the United States or the secretary of state of America go over to Israel with the stated goal of demanding a, a pause, a humanitarian pause, being totally rebuffed and then rewarding them with billions of dollars. It's just infuriating. And they say this complete indifference to the Arab point of view, which has nothing to do with defending Hamas, but is centered on protecting civilians and ensuring humanitarian assistance, has become a watershed moment in U.S. Arab ties. Washington could not care less for the sentiments of millions of Arabs or those millions of people all over the world. It has unabashedly taken the side of Israel, even when the war violates all definitions of self-defense and all the scopes of international laws and conventions. And it's just pointing out that you know the outcome of this conflict beyond what it means for Hamas or the Gazans or even Israel, it is going to have a hugely negative effect on American diplomacy for generations, perhaps. And that's the price we're paying for our support of Israel as ill-advised and pointless as it is. Some videos have, have come out with the IDF uh, releasing videos of their 252nd Reserve Division, which is, as far as we know, entirely inside Gaza at this point. Hamas also released a video of their fighting in Gaza. We can play clip four and five as uh, background here as we just go over some of the other information coming out. Israel-Palestine live from mideast.net. Gaza food running out as fresh raids destroy mosques. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has again rejected the prospect of a ceasefire in Gaza as reports of a truce with Hamas continue to circulate. Quote, I'd like to put to rest all kind of false rumors that we're hearing from all kinds of directions and reiterate one clear thing. There will be no ceasefire without the release of our hostages. Now, according to Hamas, they say, you know, we can make a prisoner exchange. We can exchange our hostages for the people from Palestine that you have locked in prisons without trial in Israel, but that has been rebuffed, and they've even claimed that they're attempting to return 12 hostages and that Israel is refusing to discuss it. Israel says its forces have entered the heart of Gaza City amid this war with Hamas. Israel says its troops have entered the middle of Gaza's main city as they continue their offensive against Hamas, while the top U.S. diplomat signaled there will probably be a post-conflict transition period before it's clear who takes control of the territory. Again, the uh, death rates have just expanded and extended and grown in all of this time. The IDF now says its entire 252nd Reserve Division is operating inside Gaza. Releasing new information, saying that it's the first time since 1982 and the first Lebanon war that an entire IDF reserve division is maneuvering inside enemy territory. Meanwhile, at least 34 Syrian soldiers have been killed in a suspected ISIS attack as threat surges. War Monitor said at least 34 Syrian soldiers and pro-government fighters were killed in an Islamic State attack in a central desert, one of the deadliest assaults by the group this year. Again, I just point to the bizarre coincidence, very strange coincidence that after being largely dormant, 
for years at this point, ISIS suddenly reawakens and starts attacking Israel and America's enemies during this conflict. The Syrian army, backed by Russian airstrikes, has been conducting a campaign against ISIS sleeper cells that have been holed up in Syria's desert since the fall of the group's Syrian stronghold of Raqqa in May, in March of 2019, following an operation by the Kurdish-led and U.S.-backed Syrian Democratic Forces. Despite losing its territory, ISIS continues to launch sporadic attacks against the Syrian government and SDF forces. And there was one a little bit uh, earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago as well. see a lot of people calling in about... Uh, abortion, uh, but let's go quickly to Max in Milwaukee on line six. You have a comment about Israel-Palestine. One minute left in this segment. Max, what do you got? Max, you're on the hey, air. Hey, Harrison. Can you, yeah, can you hear me, Harrison? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I worked for the United Nations uh, ICTY, the War Crimes Tribunal. Okay. And I think you know, what has happened to the Israel-Palestine conflict and the unfair application of the law, you know, they talk about white privilege, but this is like way beyond that. It's like star power, mm. as I call it. And um, I think all those war criminals should be released because it's now no longer a war crime. Yeah, funny how that works, isn't it? I mean, who would you bring up on, on uh, war crime charges as a consequence of the Gaza conflict? Uh, I wouldn't say the soldiers, but the military officers and higher command, for sure. People ordering this. I agree with you. I doubt we'll ever see that justice, but it is what the world is crying out for. Thank you for the call, Max. More on the other side. Please listen closely, because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding. GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12, Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products and for 40% off. Some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. 
ladies and gentlemen. We'll go out to your phone call shortly. I just want to, I just want to reiterate that as far as I can tell, this headline is accurate and real. I thought it was a joke at first. I did some due diligence, found it reported a number of reputable outlets. Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, his psychiatrist has committed suicide and blamed it on him. Story: The headline is Israel, Israel's Prime Minister's psychiatrist commits suicide. Dr. Moshe Yatam, a renowned Israeli psychiatrist celebrated for his work curing severe mental illness, was discovered dead in his Tel Aviv home. The tragedy, marked by a self-inflicted gunshot wound, was accompanied by a devastating suicide note that implicated Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as the source of Yatam's despair. The note painted a grim picture of a man who tried for nine years to penetrate the enigmatic mind of Netanyahu, only to be defeated by what he called, quote, a waterfall of lies. In a series of diary entries, Yatam documented the disintegration of his own once invincible personality while treating the prime minister, whose thought process he likened to, quote, a black hole of self-contradiction. I mean, that is something. That really is like, that's next level, man. This man was a, was a celebrated professional in dealing with mental illness. But apparently, Benjamin Yanyahu's I'm still is is this real? Is this real? I'm I'm like still having doubts. I looked it up. It's on it's on reputable sites. But it's like too much. Where else can we find this? I'm like I'm like second guessing myself now because it's like too much. I don't even mean to laugh. It's just it is too much. Crazy. In a harrowing series of encounters, Dr. Yatom, a distinguished psychiatrist, grappled with the daunting challenge of treating Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Yatom's diary reveals a chilling narrative of a psychiatrist's despair as he attempted to treat a patient who seemed impervious to reality. The diary entries capturing, capture the disturbing sessions with Netanyahu and the toll they took on Yatom's mental and physical health. The journey began with Netanyahu's shocking assertion that the 9-11 attacks on Washington and New York were, quote, good – leaving Yatam in disbelief. In subsequent sessions, Netanyahu equated Iran with Nazi Germany and went so far as dubbing Iran's nuclear program a, quote, flying gas chamber, while suggesting all Jews were living perpetually in Auschwitz. Yatam's relentless attempts to guide his patients' thinking proved fruitless, and as self-serving rationalizations continued to pour forth, they took a devastating toll on Yatam, ultimately leading to his tragic downfall. Our greatest ally, folks. Our greatest ally. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Okay, let's go out to your uh, phone calls here. That's just, that's just wild. Just absolutely wild. Uh, let's go out to your phone calls. I want to hear your solutions to the abortion question. Let's go to let's go to Tigris in Florida. Tigris, thank you for calling in. You're on the air. Hello, Harrison. Thanks for speaking with me. Sure. Thanks for calling in. Um, you know when you when when I read the results, 
of the uh, the election, and I saw the abortion issue. I was like, "Oh, really? Not again?" Mm. I think I think though it it really is just indicative of the manipulation and the madness that's been ongoing for quite some time, and the latest evidence of that is what's going on in Israel. Mm. If if you think back, you know, when, when this happened, what was it, October 7th? You know, prior to that, everybody was thinking about the election and thinking about debates and all that. And then all of a sudden, this incident occurred, and so many people, uh, influencers on, on Twitter, for example, all of a sudden, it's like everybody dropped everything, and suddenly it was like, oh, we have to we have to fight for Israel. Everything has got to be for Israel. It was a hot button issue. Abortion is a hot button issue. It 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 appeals to people emotionally, and the reason that I think that is is because of a manipulation that really took years to evolve. I mean, I was a small child when Roe v. Wade was implemented. But I do remember what was going on around me, and it was, you know, it was right after all of this, you know, free love movement. Right, the sexual revolution. Everybody, exactly. Yeah. And it, it all played into it. And once people had a taste of that freedom, then we were led to believe that you know, all of a sudden, this freedom can be taken from you. Right. You know, it just it, it, we've seen the same thing going on with racism. We see it now with, with Israel. We, we're like carefully led to get emotional about certain things at certain times. And there is a way to solve it. It's just, it's not something that you're going to be able to do overnight. Right. And, no, I, th- I think you're right, and I, I I think we have to change our messaging because clearly it's not getting through, and it's especially not effective when Republicans, you know, put forth bills. I mean, I, you know, the idea that they're writing bills that specifically, you know, disallow rape victims and incest victims from getting abortion—it's just like. If there are rape, can they just just let it go? It's it's less than one percent of abortions, and yet by putting that forth, it just fulfills all of the caricatures of Republicans being heartless, not caring, just like. Which I get, it's still a human life. I'm you know I'm against abortion even in the case of rape, but in terms of political bills and what's viable and not, I mean, bad choice of words, but you know uh, we we just have to think about it. Uh, sincerely and, and seriously and, and just uh, another point on this you know one time, I was, one time i was at a i was at a party in like college or something arguing with some girl about uh abortion and i argued with like for an hour and i just kept proving her wrong or kept just overcoming whatever arguments she had and finally she was like well you know i've had an abortion and it was like oh so i'm never going to convince you i'm never going to convince the person who's had an abortion that they're a murderer. I mean, maybe, you know, they'll have some spiritual awakening, but this is sort of the insidious nature of, of democratic positions is that, you know, once people buy into them, you really can't get them out of it. Like if you have an abortion because you're convinced by Democrats, it's, ah, it's just a clump of cells. It's so much more difficult than to admit, like not only is abortion murder, 
but I did it. I murdered my own children. People can do it. Alex talks about it all the time, how, how he came to that realization and is, um, you know, paid penance for it ever since. But you got to be uh, really strong to deal with that. And again, it's just it's just another complication that we have to deal with with this whole topic is that once you get a woman to have an abortion, she'll support abortion for the rest of her life, even if it's for the sake of her own, you know, guilt complex that she's constantly trying to tamp down. More calls on the other side about this topic and more. Stay with us, folks. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it under the tongue, so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible it's the natural clean energy focus immune system everything and it's 40 percent off exclusively at infowarsstore.com this has been rated as the best b12 in the country it's available from a top lab that we private label it through at infowarsstore.com Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139, and Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. The War Room, InfoWars.com forward slash show. Harrison Smith invites you to the war room, the command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Cut my teeth on daddy's old LGO. And I lost my mind somewhere in All right, welcome back, folks. Still a lot to talk about, but I, I do just want to go straight out to calls here. In case you missed some of the headlines, the stories are at InfoWars.com. Lawmaker fails to stop federal mandate that requires all vehicles sold after 2026 be equipped with a kill switch. So Thomas Massey stood alone against this federal mandate that would require all vehicles sold after 2026 to be equipped equipped with a remote-operated kill switch to shut your car off from the outside. This is just part of the World Economic Forum's You Will Own Nothing, including your car, including your home, including your phone, and so much more. Biden, meanwhile, has lavished astronomical dollars on LGBT promotions for three years, millions upon millions of dollars, 1,100 grants have been distributed to fund LGBT promoting projects around the world. And when you realize that LGBTQ whatever progressive nonsense is in fact religious in nature and a spiritual persuasion, now you realize that we are live in a theocracy and a religion contrary to Christianity is funded, supported, and protected by the United States government, I would argue, in opposition to the First Amendment. We are pushing more towards World War III, and you can see that in the fact that they're now <laughs> – publishing recruitment videos for the army that feature nothing but white guys, nothing but young white guys. 
I guess we're we're over the period where they were trying to recruit uh, pregnant homosexual Latinx women, but uh, it portends trouble for us. But don't worry, we'll be fine because finally, for the first time in history, we will have a lady leading the U.S. Navy. Lisa Franchetti becomes first woman to lead U.S. Navy. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness we have diversity and representation at the top of our military forces here on the eve and cusp of a third and possibly nuclear world war. It's really incredible. Finally, the House has signed subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, and business associate Rob Walker. Representative Comer signed this as part of his activities in the House Oversight uh, Committee. They'll actually be able to question them. We'll get into some of that, I imagine, with Mark Dice. Let's go out to your calls now. On abortion in particular, Cameron in Ohio wants to talk about this. You're there in Ohio. What's your view on what's going on with abortion, Cameron? Um, honestly, I, I can't even fathom it. It's hard to believe that we just uh, passed here in uh, Ohio. Um, I thought for sure... I don't know why. I just I thought it was going to go the other way, and I, every day I, I cover all of uh, Ohio um, through my career. But every day I'd see nothing but uh, vote no uh, signs everywhere. Hmm. Uh, I thought for sure that we had it in the bag and it wasn't going to happen, but unfortunately here we are. Um, but I I, uh, I know we jumped right to the um, issue one topic, but I would like to say thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart to you and the uh, InfoWars uh, crew uh, for being not only a voice for the American people, but more importantly, informing the public of the truth. Um, I pray every day for the protection of you, Owen and Alex. I pray for peace in this world. At this point, I don't know what else to do besides pray and help spread the truth. Um, I feel like it's all in God's hands at this point. And um, I'm going to keep praying and keep hoping and, uh, Hope I never have to uphold any of my constitutional rights. That would include my Second Amendment right. Um, It's just a shame to see this country turn out like this. uh, It really is. Well, thank you for that, Cameron. I I can tell you I I appreciate it more than you know, and I know Owen does as well. I should mention defendowen.com to contribute to his uh, legal fund. We still haven't heard from him. As far as I know, nobody has heard from Owen since uh, that that message we played last week. There's been rumors that he's been put in solitary for 30 days, but we haven't been able to confirm that, and we have not heard from him. So that's the situation we're in. And of course, we thank you for your support, no matter how um, how we receive it. And, and prayers are just as valuable as anything else. Thank you so much for that, Cameron. I, I do want to go to Michael in New Hampshire, who says. Uh, Want to talk about abortion as well? Thanks for calling in, Michael. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Hey, so yeah, I mean, mainly uh, uh, another topic. Quickly, if you have a sec, but uh, abortion—it's—it's—it's it's, it's stupid. Um, like you said, it's the same thing, you know, as as the Second Amendment for us. You know, if 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 they came out and said, hey, you know, if we get this, that, and the other, we're gonna we're, you know, we're gonna take that away. You know, you'd see our side come out in, in mass numbers. So oh, it's man. just, it's, we're tipping our hand. So, yeah, I mean, abortion or, you know, World War Three. it's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of a no given. Uh, um, also, uh, 
primarily uh, Owen. Um, I, something's got to get done. You know, you guys, you know, call for a protest out there at, at the prison. I don't know. You know, I've, I've kind of looked into it. I don't think there's any laws in you, you. You can't protest on federal property. You just can't get in the way of their their functions. But something's got to get done. And that's 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 not right. You know, it, it's it's one week, then it's a month, then it's two months, and then they're gonna say he did something, and then it's gonna be six months. It's it's so. I I, I want to see more from Infowars coming out to support him. Kind of seems like everybody's you know not not fully, but you know I, I don't hear enough. You know, people going to bat for him. So um, I'll keep it. Well, short, like, I'll, like I'll I said, it I mean, I, it, it does. It the worst part of it for me is is just feeling so helpless. I mean, I was writing a letter to Owen yesterday, and I, I, I didn't even write what I wanted to write because I, I thought you know maybe they're reading his letters and it could sound like uh, incitement or something. But I just wanted to relate the uh, story of before the Texas Revolution when uh, William Barrett Travis. I can't remember either he got arrested or his friend got arrested by the uh, Mexican authorities for speaking out against them. And uh, back in the old West days, they just got together a posse, you know, uh, threw ropes around the jail door, tied him to their horse's saddle and ripped the thing off and uh, took the guy out. And it's just like you think about how unfair and illegitimate his imprisonment is. And I just wish we lived in a time where something like that was possible. Obviously, it's not, but uh, maybe a protest is a good idea. I I don't really know. I honestly don't know what to do. Um, the only you know silver lining I can think of is that you know if if somebody has been paid off to start a fight with him in general population, and then they say, "Well, you fought in prison, so we're extending your uh, imprisonment another month." That could happen. So at least when he's in solitary, the possibility of that is extremely limited. So at least, at least, and I hate even qualifying any of this, but at least if he's in solitary, he's not. Uh, in a situation where his sentence overall could be extended and he'll be out in an an appropriate time. Thank you for that call, Michael. We got time for one more. We'll go to Bart in Georgia. Uh, Abortion, you're on the air. Bart, you're on the air. Yes, sir. All this abortion, there are many streams and rivers of death. Suicide and abortion are small streams of death. World War III is going to be a river. But I want to touch on this. Male suicide, an average of 132 suicides per day. White males account for 70% of these suicides. I want you guys to go to redonculus.com and check out Terrence Pop and his YouTube um, for preventing male suicide. Thank you for that, Bart. And, uh, yeah, as we know, places like Canada and places in Europe are making it easier and and safer than ever to commit suicide the reality is we should be working against it. And like so many other topics we discuss, you know, suicide isn't an isolated event. It's the outcome of a failed society. It's the outcome of collapsed families. It's the outcome of having no support structure and no support, especially for our veterans who we ask to risk their lives and then, you know, give them PTSD and stick them on some psychotic medicine and uh, tell them good luck. So we got to solve a lot of problems here, folks, and it, it is dire. Thank you for that. Redonculus.com, I hadn't heard of that, but uh, that's what Bart sends you to. Please listen closely because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding, the GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. 
And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12, Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products for 40% off. Some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Sit back and enjoy your now we're coming back after this break with phone calls. And as you can tell, I'm resting. Answer the question. Answer the question. I, yeah. Would you stop screaming? Answer the question. Oh, the answer is no. And here's the thing. Uh, uh, uh. Answer yeah. my question, you authoritarian. We're in. Hello? Yeah, just turn your radio off. Hello, yeah. yeah. Turn the radio off. Go ahead. Turn it off. Good. Yes. I love it. All right, folks. Yes, we are taking sorry, calls from the InfoWars audience today. Uh, the topic we've been discussing is abortion. I see some people want to call in. Uh, have called in about some other stuff, but I do want to. See who else? Klein uh, BMX in Canada has called in about abortions. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding. Klein, you're on the air. Uh, thanks, Harrison. I really appreciate it. This is an unpleasant call in. Please, anyone correct me. Uh, these leftists are so disinformed and ill advised about exactly what a coat hanger abortion is. It, it, don't try this at home. You grab a coat hanger. I'm right-handed, you put it in your left hand and pull it back like a bow. So you've got two 18-inch parallel strands with a hoop at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay? The hook end is the handle. The hoop end is the instrument. The hoop end is used to comb, scour, scrape. No, I, 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 under, I understand. I'll, I'll let you go on. I just want what's to... What, what's, your, what's your point? I mean, it's... It's a gruesome procedure, uh, but that, and that's sort of the specter. I mean, they've literally adopted the cone hanger as like a symbol of abortion, basically saying if you don't let us do it legally, we'll do it like this. 
uh, horrifying and extremely unsafe. But why are you telling us this, Klein? Um, it, it just because to uh, to show that the leftists are ill-advised and misinformed about exactly what a coat hanger abortion is. And in its first trimester, it's actually effective. I, I don't support it. <laughs> like, it, But anything later than a first trimester uh, uh, coat hanger abortion is actually quite gruesome. Like, obviously. Yeah. So that that's my point. These people think that, oh, you just take a hook and... No, it's it's systematic, and usually, usually women. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Phone in, anyone. Phone in and tell me I'm wrong. Usually, women uh, uh, do the coat hanger abortions. It, right. It's not new, you know. But these uh, the signs with the hook and all this stuff. It's like no. Nah. They're ill-advised. It's misinformation, and I I hope it stops. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a horrifying reality. Yeah, powerful response to Texas banning abortion. It's like really good lord, what's wrong with you people? Uh, it's uh, it, it makes no damn sense. There's no excuse for needing an abortion these days. I mean, you can literally get free. You know, birth control anywhere at any age. Like, there's just no excuse for it. But uh, this is what they're champion. So there it is. Uh, thanks for the call, Klein. Uh, let's go to uh, Johnny in Denmark. Uh, it's been on hold for a while. Thanks for calling in, Johnny. You're on the air about abortion. Yeah, listen. Congratulations on another great show. Um, just want to start with your uh, conversation. Um, with, I think it's an apt starting point with that girl. Uh, it just reminds me of one of the things I realized lately and has been explicitly, specifically, explicitly um, mentioned by Dr. Shiva is we have to be careful uh, not to spend too much time and energy on people we can't change mm. uh, because it's a, it's a real waste of our limited resources of, you know, time, energy, focus, and maybe even money. Uh, and so he, he got something called a 20, 30, 50 rule, which is a really good one, I believe. Um, 50, uh, 50% of the people uh, will just go whichever way the wind blows. So don't bother, you know, with them because, you know, if you manage to convince enough people the right direction, they're just going to follow. Mm-hmm. 30% of the people, like that girl you were talking to, are just hardcore. No matter what you tell them, they're just so cognitively distant, you're never going to convince them. So actually trying to is an utter waste of time and energy. But so what, you have, what that frees you up to do, though, is talk to the 20% of the people, like you, me, Chase, and the InfoWars audience at large, who, in the face of sufficient um, countervailing evidence, will change their views. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it actually turns out to be a, uh, a more widely applicable concept. I mean, some time ago, I used it economically, you know, spend no more than uh, 50% of your uh, post-tax income on uh needs no more than 30% on wants and at least 20% on state savings. And just from yeah. that formula, you know, I you can, know the, the money just that, it's It's very, it's very interesting you, you bring up that exact number. I was just reading about this in a book that I'll talk about in the next hour. But uh, that was originally discovered, that, that exact number, 20% of being the swing vote that can swing an election, was discovered uh, by a guy named Edward M. House, 
who was basically the advisor and in a lot of ways the puppet master of uh, President Wilson. And that's what he figured. He figured out that you could hyper target 20 percent of the population and sway an election by completely ignoring the other 80 percent of the population that was already uh, established. And so that's been going on since the early part of the 1900s. So, you know, he was elected in what, 1912, I think. So it was uh, in 1912. He's actually a a Texan who uh, figured out how to manipulate elections by uh, using data, really, in 1912, and it's been in play ever since. So you're exactly right about targeting that 20% who actually can be swayed. Very uh, very interesting that that number has been consistent since 1912, at least. Uh, thank you for the call, Johnny, as always. Let's go to uh, Hammer Hardy in Florida. Let's talk about uh, abortion. Th- go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Harrison? Um Good. Yeah, so... I just wanted to, uh, to to mention that, you know, this is another example of a term that Owen uses called political purism. Mm. And people that are um, that are just dead set on sticking to political purism are not going to lead us to victory. Um, this this specific uh, topic reminds me of an old basketball movie called White Man Can't Jump. And there's a scene in there where um, Woody Harrelson is talking to Wesley Snipes, and he says, you care more about looking good than actually winning the game. And that's what's going on. We have so many people that say that, you know, they're just going to stick strictly to what they believe in. But you can only do that when you're in a position of power. And we're not in a position of power, which is why we keep falling farther and farther and farther behind. Right, right. It's almost like it's almost like these bills are symbolic. They're meant to show how dedicated to the cause they are, even though by nature of being so extreme, they're bound to fail. So, no, you're exactly right. And, you know, a previous caller brought up uh, gun control as well, or maybe maybe I brought it up. But I was just thinking about that during the break in that, you know, Democrats, every once in a while, they'll show you what they really want. They'll say we shouldn't have guns at all. You know, that's obviously their ultimate goal. But every time they try to impose gun control, they don't impose it by saying we're going to take all your guns, do they? They say first, well, we're going to restrict your, uh, we're going to restrict what type of guns you have, and we're going to restrict exactly where you can get them, and maybe we'll do a waiting period, and da 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 da. Maybe that's the way to approach abortion. Not do it in a dishonest way. Obviously, our goal is to end abortion totally. But that's if that's a not viable position to take, then how could we? What could we present that both we and the pro-abortion people could maybe come to some agreement on and go, okay, well, if we can lessen it by 10%, that's a good first step. And then once we establish that, maybe we can do something else to lessen it another 15%. And maybe we can do it piecemeal, uh, and maybe that's the more effective way than just trying to say, uh, no exception for rape, and it doesn't matter if she's 10, you have to have the abortion. Like maybe that's just not the effective way to actually have uh, sensible or effective abortion restrictions or abortion limitations. I mean, yeah, the Democrats are evil, but yeah, they, they know how to win elections and they know how to get things done. Uh, final thoughts, Hammer Hardy? Well, yeah, I was going to say that I've had conversations with women that are supporters of abortion, and my my strategy with them is always to say, even though I am pro-life, I'm willing to compromise on that, you know, that, that 1%. But my biggest concern with abortion is the late term and after birth abortion. A right. lot of them and don't that's, support that either. And I know. Exact. Exa- very good point, Hammer Hardy. If that's somewhere that any sensible person 
can come to an agreement on. I mean, unless you really are like a vicious extremist that's just like kill the baby after it's born, those people are lost. But most people, if you say, look, they're trying to do this after birth abortions, they're trying to do nine month abortions. Any woman who's ever carried a baby for sure will be against that with everything she's got. We'll be back on the other side with Mark Dice. Stay with us, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. And all we're doing is trying to preserve life in all of its various forms. We're on the side of humanity here against Satan. Stay with us. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient and turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. 